0: On this episode of A State of Control, we talk about the changes in the industry impacted by product availability and how programmers need to shift what they're doing, learn new things, and be challenged a little bit. All that and more on A State of Control. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This This is AV AV Nation. Nation. This is AV Nation. AV Nation is brought to you by Sure, because every voice matters. A state of control. A state
1: of control.
0: state State of control, episode 94 integration nirvana. Support for AV Nation is brought to you by At Lona,
1: the go-to provider for AV signal distribution and control in corporate, higher education, and residential spaces.
0: Welcome to A State of Control, an AV Nation podcast that highlights the control, programming, and automation aspects of the audiovisual industry. My name is Steve Greenblatt. I'm your host. Thanks for joining us today. So Today, on we're going to talk a little bit about how programmers Can approach learning new things, new platforms, new languages, and so forth, and basically expand their offerings. So, and uh, with me to discuss this topic are a couple of returning guests. And before we get to them, I do have to say that unfortunately we won't have uh, Rich Fergosa today, and we wish him well. And he will certainly be with us on our next episode, but he had a personal matter. So, uh, we're unfortunately won't have him joining us, but we are prepared to talk more and, uh, fill the gaps that he left. He left us some big shoes and, uh, two returning guests that are going to help with that. Uh, the first is Nick Miller. He was last with us in episode 83 and Nick's an AV professional, uh, veteran from the Pacific Northwest. Welcome Nick. How are you? Uh,
1: doing well. Thanks for having me, Steve.
0: Thanks for being here. And, uh, Last but not least, uh, I'd like to welcome back Jack Kalosar. He's from Fourth Bit, and uh, he was last with us on episode seventy-four, so uh, not too long ago. And uh, welcome back, Jack. Thanks for being with us.
2: Well, thanks for having me. Great to see you guys again.
0: Thanks. And uh, so, we're when we are currently re- recording this, we're about midway through twenty twenty-two, and and everybody um, is dealing with uh, some challenges to complete projects. Uh, there, there's uh, definitely an impact uh, in product availability and we have to make a lot of substitutions and learn new products and kind of make things work with what, what you have to work with these days. And um, in order to do that, it causes you to have to learn and and try new things and, and basically expand your horizons. And uh, with that, um, is learning the new products and being more comfortable with them, but with that, but it also includes, uh, from a programmer standpoint, learning the software components that also go along with that. Some are interfacing with new products, and some are learning new programming languages. So uh, Nick, I, I'm going to start the conversation off with you. Um, when you're looking at new products, and we, we talked about this in a previous episode, but I want to kind of tie it in a little bit. Um, how much do you think control comes into play when we're either looking at a new product to work with, or we're looking at maybe even a new system to invest in?
1: Uh, yeah, it's huge. Um, there's been pre COVID there was already a natural, sh- uh, shift or trends starting, uh, to, uh, for our systems to become more so- software defined as opposed to hardware defined, uh, with that, there comes more configuration, more programming, uh, all of those things. COVID and the chip shortage and everything related to that has only accelerated that trend. So um, it's becoming more and more important for um, AV programmers and developers to be able to take, um, to use commodity hardware to kind of build and define and uh, put together the software building blocks, whereas previously a lot of those tasks would have been uh, put together by black boxes. Um, So we're, we're finding, we're seeing a shift in the roles um, uh, being more engineer hardware specific to, um, just put in, uh, a, a putting in equi- equipment and hardware that can cover a wider breadth of functionality and then tailored via software and programming.
0: You know, I, I, I would agree with that. And I, I think that that's actually a really great conversation to have. And seems like it would play in well to both, uh, those who are, uh, invested in the programming side as well as those who want to to get more involved uh, and, and, and many of those uh, i would believe are in our audience um jack you know kind of, kind of continuing on in that conversation um you know what what nick said i think is important to to think about um we we want to fill in the gaps with software so um how, how do you actually go about that um is that something where we are? trying to write code that is going to um, either replace hardware? Or are we just trying to figure out more creative ways to make the hardware do what it needs to do?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think um, it's very manufacturer and um, job specific. Um, I think it, you know, you can't really like glue yourself to one manufacturer or one solution. I mean, obviously, even, you know, up to the last minute, sometimes I have contractors that are just um, may switch out something from Crestron to AMX or QSC or something. I mean, so you need to be familiar with all of the different, you know, whether it's going to be LuaScript or Python or whatever it's going to be, it's a lot. You need to be adaptable um, to them um, as well as, yeah, a lot of things. Like I find myself probably I mean almost as much time doing switch configuration network configuration device setup that kind of thing for a lot of the um, installers so I mean having a a good IT ba- background is um, is definitely a plus uh, because a lot of it is just coming down to yeah I mean the devices just plug in but you need you need to know what you're doing um, and uh you know. And and a lot of those are software based too. Like even Crestron with their VC4 solution. I mean, and now it supports Simple. So you know, I had some manufacturers that were like, "Can we switch 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 out these CP4s for VC4s?" And like, You're, it's a PC. I'm like, "Is that what you know? Is that going to be a solution you want?" I mean, do you need help configuring a Linux server? Um, so it's it's yeah, it's it's definitely changing. I mean, it's it, it makes things. A lot more adaptable when it is completely software-based and it uses a standard, just x86, you know, PC. So, um, has its has its pluses and its minuses, I guess. So,
0: uh, let me follow up on that a little bit. Then, um, well, is this something? So, so sounds like this is going to really put a spotlight on what programmers do, but I think it's also going to. Provide. It's also going to put a lot more responsibility in a programmer's hands. Um, what, what, what's what's the best way, or what, what are some ways that you've approached that 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 can um, lead to success, and and also uh, try to advise your clients that you work with, uh, you know to to uh, make sure that they're making good choices or avoiding pitfalls.
2: I've had a couple of, the, of projects where I was brought in at, at after somebody else had already had at it and they're having some issues and like, well, it's really in some cases was not the appropriate solution that should have been, should have been made. Um, so yeah, I mean, a lot of it is getting ahead of it and, um, you know, maybe being involved in the design some, if you can, if you've got customers that you're constantly working with and, 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 you know, at some point they're just gonna end up calling you anyway and say, hey, we've got this project. What do you think this'll work? or, you know. Um, and yeah, that's and, and you work with them. And I think that just comes with experience and and being open to working with anything. Um, you know, it's I always tell my kids just don't ever when you when you get um when you go to decide on a career, don't base that on um, you know, what's the latest whatever, who who were the, you know, biggest uh market is just do do what you like doing and um you know if you enjoy electronics and you enjoy the av industry you're going to learn about all this other product one way or another so i mean it's just um just keeping an open mind and just um you know what what even learning new languages if it, it you don't need to pick a language and say i'm going to learn this you know it's more uh needs based so if if there's a new device that's coming out and you Think and this is the way that this system is set up or this solution is provided, then, you know, at some point you're probably going to want to learn that and I'm sure you'll enjoy doing it. So.
0: All right. I think that makes a lot of sense. And uh, you know, one of the reasons why I brought, um, you guys on is cause I know that you, you're multilingual and you, you're, you both have um, experience in, in a lot of different areas. And, um, Nick, do you, can you uh, elaborate on that a little bit as to, um, Jack kind of makes it sound real easy, where you know you, you you just pick up a new language and learn something. But 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 there's a lot more to that, and and I think that that you know our industry has um, had a lot of really um, favorable situations where we've been able to invest in a platform and ride it for quite some time. And it, you know I think the longer you do that, the harder it might be to change. So um, any any um, Comments and and tips that you could offer there.
1: Yeah, I think historically AV programmers have been able to be strictly specialized uh, on one platform or another, maybe one or two platforms uh, in in total. Uh, start pretty much starting now and moving forward, programmers will have to be more generalized and be adaptable to different programming languages. We're already seeing that shift with. Uh, with different platforms going to um, to open source and more general languages, uh, and to Jack's point, yeah, being able to pick up a new language is going is a required skill at this point. Um, I think being able to get a general understanding of the syntax of a language uh, relatively quickly uh, is going to be uh, an important uh, important skill. Um, there's definitely a distinction, I believe between the higher level languages, your C sharps, um, your pythons uh, uh, and Lua's, and so on, as opposed to the lower level, uh, like C, uh, programming languages. Thankfully, I don't believe we're going, we're, our industry will get to that lower level, uh, and that close to the hardware. Um, but just being able to break the functionality and the scope of a project down in such a way that it could be adaptable to any of the higher level languages, um, is going, would be able to, would pay off dividends for an AV programmer because like, like we were saying earlier, um, in the times that we're in right now, product shortages, et cetera, a project could change platforms midstream, uh, and being able to, um uh, to adapt to that and apply the same scope of functionality from one platform to another um, on a dime uh, is extraordinarily valuable.
0: I, I, I like the way you put that, and I also, you know, think we, we've we've talked to, in the past on the show. You probably think you were involved in this conversation where we said, you know, where is the industry headed, and is modern programming the answer? Um, it it we is this the time where we're going to see more of that? And and if so, is it? Um, are, are we going to be looking at more off-the-shelf type solutions like the, the, the where we we're using less proprietary pieces and more um, customized, more um, programmable, universal pieces? I would think.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, we're still in the infancy of it um within the industry and with with the hardware manufacturers that are leading the way um i personally have been pushing uh the manufacturers to be more uh accepting of open source packages and modules that are readily available on the marketplace those things that can save a developer time and prevent you from having to reinvent the wheel when you where you can just bring in a library that you know and trust and has been vetted in the open source community that is written in a common language is far more efficient Than having to write from scratch or find, uh, with just within the small, relatively small AV community, someone who's already developed, uh, that type, a similar library. Yeah, no, I was just going to say it. I mean, there's a lot of advantages
2: to that too. I mean, it's not like, like before where you had to learn this for this manufacturer and this for that manufacturer. Now you just have to maybe just learn this language and you can use it on multiple platforms. I mean, you can already do that with, um, even a couple of the manufacturers that are out now maybe embracing Python um, <clears throat> so I think you know that may make it easier going down the road because then you don't necessarily need to worry about um, this particular type of hardware it's just it's just gonna work and like Nick was saying with the with the libraries I mean like one of the shortfalls of some of the solutions is that maybe they don't support uh, certain Things that should that that are supported within the language, you know these certain libraries, and so you can't use an off-the-shelf solution. Um, but I think it, that is going the other way, and especially seeing it, you know, with a lot of these systems can that can be PC-based. There's no reason for them not to mm-hmm. be. So.
1: I believe that's not only going to become a convenience factor in the future; it's going to become a requirement because as integrations grow within it, AV control, used to be a fairly narrow scope within uh, the life cycle of uh, business communications. Whereas now we've got uh, we're dealing with Teams, Zoom, all the UC various UC platforms, all the various continuous integration platforms uh, in software development houses and things like that. The expectation from clients is and will continue to grow that we can integrate with all of these things. So being being able to import those libraries and communicate with external um, platforms, even within the cloud and not, not on-prem um, is going to be the only way we, we
2: move forward. Yeah, I remember days when you couldn't even communicate with like something if it was over SSL or SSH. Yeah. And then, you know, or if you had to do something, God forbid, you know, doing a web post, you had to create the entire, you know, header and everything. And it's just like, oh, it's, you got to reinvent the wheel. I mean, there, there's no sense in that. So, I mean, it's, you got to stand on other shoulders. I mean, that's already been, it's already out there, so
0: this all sounds very promising and it's something that i've been excited about for a long time and it's it, you know to me this is where the av industry really starts to shine and and shows what it can do we, we we move out of the the constraints of maybe some of the the systems that would box us in and and have more uh available resources and and but but what, what what it comes down to is it benefits the client a lot more, you know, and, and AV, I think gets a lot more respect in that regard. Um, you know, w- with that said, um, the, 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 uh, uh, you know, I don't want to, to, to look at this in the wrong way, but, but I think that there are a lot of programmers in the AV industry that don't have that background there. Mm-hmm. They may not have either have, um, needed it or they may not have learned it. Because they really specialized in AV programming, which was it, it, it's I, I think a different art or a different skill set, and uh, you know, and some either came in with with the background or have said, okay, I really like this. I want to learn more and expand what I can do. Um, Nick, I'll, I'll I'll start with you on this. Is that you know how do you get from point A to point B? Because it's, uh, I think it's going to, it could be a, you know, somewhat of a jump for certain people.
1: Sure. Um, AV programmers uh, weren't born AV programmers. You've learned it along the way somehow, and you've developed that, that learning skill set, and the technology has continually changed and evolved um, as we've gone on. Apply the same uh, the same learning techniques and the same strategies in, uh, learning the other languages. They're not, there's no magic to it. Um, th- those that just want to stick their head in the sand and say, this is my platform. This is what I've done. This is what I've invested 20, 30, whatever years of my life into are going to get left behind. Um, and it's unfortunate that that would happen, but that is the evolution of our business.
0: I mean, I mean, to me, I, I, you know, I, 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 I would certainly agree. But evolution is a good thing, and, and you know, pushing the limits and growing. So it's so yeah. To to your point, um, challenge yourself to be better, and challenge yourself to say that I want to be learning and growing rather than being stagnant.
1: And I believe that AV programmers have a particular advantage moving into this new paradigm where uh, a lot of us have grown up through the ranks of technicians, engineer, technician, then engineer, then programmers. So we have a a huge amount of knowledge of the products that we deal with on a day-to-day basis, being able to take the the understanding of the limitations and advantages of one product or another or an entire category and apply that to an abstract scope of a project and be able to say this is what's going to work this this is what this won't work is that person will have a huge advantage over a generalist coming out of uh, a computer science program at a university that has the language uh, skills and the and the and back project background but can't apply that, those to AV equipment and AV environments in specific.
2: Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. I mean, that's, that, that's you know, AV is AV. I mean, and it's just, the, it, it's, it's complicated in some time, you know, but it, programming kind of fits within AV. It's not like, like any programmer out there that maybe all they know is a certain, you know, one of those manufacturer-specific languages. They still know AV. It's you got to know what you're, what you want the components to do in what situation, and that's the most important thing. Not, not the language. Um, so those skills are not going to be. They're, they're always going to be valuable. Even if you decide, you know, you don't, you absolutely do not want to learn any new languages. You're, you're still going to have a job in the AV industry. Um, but if you, if you do love programming and you want to, you know, get into that, it's, it's something that, you know. The writing's kind of been on the wall for a while now. I mean, and it's and there's been. I think it would be nice if some of the manufacturers maybe did more in-depth, slower learning courses. I think would probably help to kind of bridge that gap. Um, but you know, I, I don't. I don't think anybody has to worry about finding a job or anything like that. So.
0: It actually bring up a good point. Uh, one of the things that I think we we. Uh, probably rely on the manufacturers a little too much for is training, you know, I, and I would think that there's a certain amount of training that we need to find other resources that are that may be more global or, or less, um, less specific or less tied to to uh, either a brand or technology. Um, do you see, and Jack, I'll let you take this one, do you see this um, changing in the future or have you found other resources that you could recommend?
2: I mean, I, yeah, I, I would say that, um, I have learned, and I didn't even take, uh, programming in college really. I was, it was a d- uh, different major, but, um, but I've learned a thousand times more from YouTube than I have in any structured course ever. I mean, you've basically got the world's experts at your fingertips. So whether it be, you know, working on cars, uh, carpentry, um, you know, my guitars and stuff like fixing those up, electronics, um, solar panels, doing like everything that I've learned in the past 20 years has come from YouTube. I mean, you just, you go on there and you, there's, there's an expert that's general, that maybe has an entire course structured perfectly, really easy to learn. I mean, I just, it's, learning from other people and you, you have the advantage of having that at your fingertips. I mean, it's like nothing I had growing up, you know? So, I mean, I think, I think it's great. I love it.
0: Um, Nick, do you, uh, do you foresee more people getting into the AV industry because of this, because maybe we're not as, um, not as super niche, you know, it's, it's open to more, um, more, more people who who could learn in school some skills that would apply because we've always found, or it's always been that challenge that there really isn't a feeder into this industry. Will this help change that?
1: Yeah, I'm having more and more conversations with folks that are finding themselves kind of backed into the AV industry. They are kind of that traditional software developer. They've been approached with, uh, with a scope of work and needing to make something work, and they realize that doing so requires specific AV hardware. So they come at it from the software end user side of things or the user interface side of things, and they're kind of backtracking their way through it. Um, so I think there is going to become more and more awareness in the general software development, um, in the industry of who we are and what we do. We, we've been kind of flying under the radar for 20 years, uh, as software developers, because all of our products have been so and our languages that we use have been so niche and only taught within the industry.
0: And, and I like what you guys said too, about the fact that what we what, what we learn is special and you you still need that foundation and it's still very valuable but but you now have to build upon that and and uh, I, I do think that there's certainly a debate whether you learn AV and and add the software or you have the software and learn the AV it's uh, it, it could be argued either way as to which one is easier. Uh, but as as we wrap up, I just wanted to get your guys' thoughts on. Where we're headed. Um, So this, I think that this is a time right now where we're able to have these conversations more openly because I think that that many um, people are open to to different opportunities and different uh, ways of solving problems and addressing needs, and and I I see that continuing, Um, and and that's probably a good thing. Um, Jack, I'll I'll start with you. it, if you were to to look ahead, um, do you, what 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 other changes do you predict happening, and and um, how would that impact uh, what programmers do?
2: I mean, I think it's clear that um, we're headed towards. I, I mean, I think manufacturers are going to be making equipment, and that equipment needs to have um, an open, not just a protocol, but an, an open library, whatever, that you can then integrate into your control platform, which could be anything. And it's it's not, I don't see control processors being that way anymore, or even maybe DSPs or anything. Like I just see, I see endpoints. And, um, and then you use whatever you want to control them and you use HTML5 as your front end, and that could just be everything. Like, Every manufacturer, you can mix and match anything you want. It's not going to be a, a walled garden that you got to sit inside. And I think that's that's how the industry is. Pro, that's how I'd like to see it go. But we'll see.
0: All right. it's I, thank you that I, I like that, uh, that, that forecast. And, and I think that the, that sounds like it could present a lot of opportunities, but I'm sure challenges as well. Nick, a Nick, uh, uh, similar question. Um, you know, lo- looking ahead and, and uh, you know, have a lot more years to, to be doing this. Um, wh- what do you feel you want to be focused on, and, and you know where where are you um, doubling down your efforts so that you can be more future proof?
1: Yeah, uh, I like what Jack said about um, manufacturers providing and creating libraries for implementation uh, that are agnostic to the any specific control platform. Um, one thing I fear going into the future is we, we're seeing this on the consumer electronics side where the bigger players uh, in audio video space are creating partnerships among each other and uh, creating these silos and walled gardens where manufacturer A plays well with manufacturer B, but if you introduce manufacturer C, they don't integrate. Uh, I challenge us as an industry to push back, uh, on that trend, uh, of manufacturers kind of, uh, making these backdoor deals and instead press for more open, uh, open, not necessarily standards, but just open libraries and open, uh, integration paths so that. so that our clients can benefit from best of breed in every category uh, when it comes to the hardware that we implement. Um, That's who kind of is done a disservice by these walled gardens where, um, where you can't create the the total hundred percent Nirvana integrated solution. Uh, but if we, uh, we, as the AV programmers and leaders in this space can push back on the manufacturers to say, no, we, we absolutely need to, uh, be able to communicate with your product from external platforms. Um, the, the cream will rise to the top and those that pro- are able, the manufacturers that listen and provide that will be the ones that gain kind of the trust of the industry going forward.
0: I appreciate that. And I th- think that's probably a good place for us to wrap it up. Uh, this was very informative and insightful. And I pre- thank you guys for, uh, for working with me to, uh, to, to really tease out a, a topic that I think has, has, requires a lot of thinking and I'm sure this won't be the last time we speak about it. Um, I'd like to thank you for being part of the show. And, uh, as we wrap up, um, Nick, uh, how could people get in touch with you and learn more what you're up to?
1: You can find me on twitter at nick mill uh, that's typically where i hang out and uh join the conversation with the rest of av tweeps
0: and uh check out av in the am i, I know you're there from time to time as well so uh sunday morning a
1: little difficult sometimes from the west coast yes but yes i'd imagine i try to make it
0: <laughs> and uh jack colliser from uh fourth bit how could people get in touch with you and learn more about your company
2: i'm um, not very social but um Uh, On the social media anyway, but uh, you can absolutely contact me through my website. It's uh, fourthbit.com, the number four, THBIT.com.
0: Great, thank you. And uh, for me, you can reach me at Steve Greenblatt on social media platforms, Twitter and LinkedIn are probably where I spend the most time. And I do try to make the AV and the AM uh, Sunday morning chats. And uh, I encourage this audience to check that out. It's always something fun to talk about and you learn something or you get to uh, socialize a bit with some other uh, uh, AV pros. Um, And that's, as we know, put on by our friend, Chris Netto. also, please check out uh, all the other shows on AV Nation at avnation.tv, where there are many different verticals covered, weekly and monthly shows. And uh, we, Rich and I, both are uh, involved in others as well, so you might be able to see us there. But we we'll, would also like to encourage you to leave us some uh, feedback. Uh, let us know what you like about the show. Reach out to us. Connect. We, we like to hear what you think. And we also like to connect with our audience. So we're trying to encourage that more. And we are coming up on our 100th hundredth episode. So uh, keep an eye out for that. And uh, we're, we uh, want to get more people involved in the show. So uh, if you're interested, please let us know. And with that, this has been A State of Control.